man, am I the only one that's just over it with the whole thing of like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey dating or all that stuff? Like, oh my God, like even ESPN was covering it. And honestly, like I get it. Taylor Swift is, you know, Taylor Swift. And like, no, I mean, she is Taylor Swift, but like there's no need to like cover it on like every sports show just because it's like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But whatever. I guess that's the society that we live in. We live in a society. Ha. Um anyway, what's up? Welcome to the Pretty Decent Podcast, the podcast that barely meets expectations. My name is Javier and I'll be your host. So relax, grab some snacks and enjoy. All right. Now let's get to the episode. What's up? Um, it's been a while. You know, it's been a while. I know. Okay, I'm aware that it's been over two weeks, and I said that I was going to go into bi-weekly episodes, all that stuff, but I was originally planning on recording <clears throat> on my birthday and then put an episode before the marathon, but then that episode was more mid than usual so i was like uh, i'm not really feeling it so i'm just going to i'm just going to wait until the marathon and then that way like the next episode will be my birthday slash marathon all that stuff and then my original plan was to record on monday the day i got back from quad cities but i was too tired and the the marathon did not go how I was expecting it or how I was hoping it would go. Um, so I was, you know, dealing with all of that. So I was like, okay, let me compose myself, you know, gather all my thoughts. Like, it's been five days since the marathon. Uh, like, I'm actually, I actually, like, analyzed everything and, you know, thought about it, meditated on it and everything. And then I'm like, okay, so that it's not an, an irrational episode and you know like I actually digest and have clear thoughts as to what I want to talk about and all that stuff so here we are um I hope you're having a great day so far um this will probably come out on a weekend uh or on Monday I still don't know yet so happy whatever day you're listening on it I hope you're doing good I hope you're enjoying the cooler weather that we've been having lately and yeah so yeah it is true the rumors are indeed true I did turn 23 last Thursday well I I can't just say last Thursday on September 21st you know the 21st night of September yeah that whole song it is it it's made about me you know like earth wind and fire decided you know what I don't know how old that song is, but, you know, it was like, in the year 2000, a handsome young man is going to be born on this day, and this song is for him, and then, you know, they wrote September, so, um, but yeah, thank you for all the birthday wishes, if you wished me a happy birthday, I love you, you're amazing, you're great, if you didn't, you're the worst, and do better next year, okay, because, it's my birthday and everyone needs to treat me good on my birthday and September 21st is all about me and if you know someone else whose birthday is September 21st tell them they can they shouldn't celebrate it because it's my birthday it's my day they can't no one can take it away from me okay um so yeah please do that do me that favor um if you do so you you'd be the best you'd be the best and I will love you forever and yeah, it was a very, you know, it's typical birthday. Um, I feel like as an adult, the older you get, birthdays just are more of like every other day. It's just like the routine and all that stuff. I remember when I was a kid, birthdays were so much fun. Because my birthday is two days before my second oldest brother's birthday. So all our birthdays would be that we would have the same party. Obviously, we would have our own cake and our own pinatas and all that stuff. 
So it would be like a bunch of people in the parties. Like you'd have my friends and then he would have his friends and then like the common friends that we have, like the family and all that stuff. So it would be like th- th- those parties and Pizza Hut would be popping because I remember uh, back in the day before everyone became an iPad kid. I mean, honestly, I feel like I was the OG iPad kid with the Game Boy and the DS because I remember I would take my video games to the restaurants and everything. So I really can't judge when I see an iPad kid out in public because I'm like, I walked so today's iPad kids could run. But yeah, and like I feel like it's been... This was my second birthday as a full-on adult, you know, living on my own and, like, doing my own stuff and everything. And, yeah, it's just, like, a regular old day, you know, like, no big parties or whatever. Like, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. It was a stressful week with the marathon. Like, I hadn't realized how anxious and nervous I was about the marathon that as soon as I was done with the marathon... I think I checked like my average heart rate. I compared my my average heart rate the two weeks prior to the marathon and then like the next few days after the marathon. And like before the marathon, it was at like 70, 75, which is like not typical for me unless I'm sick and very stressed. But as soon as, you know, like after the marathon, my heart rate has been at like an average of like 55, 60, which is normal considering I'm still sick and my lungs are like, you know, still recovering and everything from being sick for like the past month. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it was just, you know, like the typical work day going in, dealing with stuff that comes in into the office and then just doing it and then that's about it you know I did kind of somewhat celebrate it with my girlfriend on Friday well on September 22nd um we went out to dinner and you know she baked me a cake and it was very good because I hadn't had tres leches in such a long time and I took the first bite and when I tell you I was like I'm about to buzz oh my god it was so good it was I hadn't, it, it's, it had been a long time since I had had Tres Leches, and it was just so good, man. It was so delicious. I just had some before recording, and, like, now I'm kind of sleepy because I had, like, two pieces, and now I'm, like, like, the sugar is, like, but, you know, pulling through, pulling through, and, yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff has happened in the past three weeks that I kind of want to cover before diving into the marathon um but honestly let's just get straight to the marathon because i have a lot of thoughts about that so um if you didn't know i did a marathon on september 24th 2023 um it was a sunday it was five days as of this recording uh because today is september 29 it's a friday friday september 29 which is crazy because september just flew by and honestly i had i was very excited for the marathon when i first started training because i'm like oh like a marathon like i i just i just kept going back to the excitement i felt when i first when i did my first one sorry, when I, when I did my first marathon and just like the energy and the, the, the environment of, you know, being in a race and everything was just so much fun. And just, I liked the, the focus that I had all throughout training and just my determination to, you know, I set a goal and I'm, I take the required steps to go through it to achieve it um and I was like I need I want that feeling again like I like knowing that I'm putting in my effort and all of my hard work and my energy into something that's gonna make it worth it 
and then that it's gonna make me feel better and then I wanna keep doing it more and more. But <clears throat> um, as training started, because I kind of started training a little bit early, um, I did the half marathon where I broke my personal best and I set a new personal best in the half marathon and I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, like I wasn't even, you know, I hadn't even been training for a half marathon and I like set a personal best with ease, like not to brag or anything, but I'm like, I, I could, I, I'm feeling great. Like if I keep this up and like my focus is everything and everything goes my way. I should be able to set a personal best for the for my next marathon. And so, I, you know, I started training. I got everything ready, pl planned out the entire training for like the next five months, I think, because April is the. Well, I pretty much started in May and May is the fifth month. Yeah. You know, for like the next five, four or five months, like I had everything planned out, like these are going to be my runs. This is what I'm going to do. X, Y, Z, all that stuff. And then. The first month, great, perfect. The second month, awesome, perfect. Then once July and August came around, that's when everything started to go sideways in that though it started to get very hot and it was like I just couldn't run. Work picked up and I was more stressed all the time. I have no clue what that was. Um and you know like it was allergy season for what the it was allergy season for me so so it was you know like figuring out how to work around all of that and adapt and you know sometimes not being able to run as much as i would have wanted to or sometimes it was not running at all or sometimes it was like running when I was very tired and all that stuff. So it was like a lot of adapting and everything. And then as the marathon got closer and closer, um, I just, I started to get very stressed because I was like, I haven't been able to train as much as I would have wanted to. I haven't been able to put in as much time as I would have wanted to because, you know, like work has really been very stressful and like because of work I haven't been able to rest as much and run as much as I would have wanted to because I'm just tired all the time I've also been prioritizing my personal life because I'm like yeah I would love obviously my the way that I function is that every time I sign up for a race I want to set a personal best and I know that's not right of me because not every race you're going to be able to set a personal best. Some races are meant to just be for learning and, you know, learning something new or applying something new or applying some tactics that you learned and everything. Other races, you're going to be training with the purpose of, okay, this race, I'm going to set this personal, sorry, sorry, this personal best. And I want to meet, I want to reach this goal, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Some races are just going to be like, let's do it for fun, you know, like, Let's do it for the environment, you know, like the adrenaline, the excitement of the event and everything. Because a race is a celebration of all of the hard work that you've put in, you know, to lead that led up to all of the time and energy you you spent leading up to that big day. So <clears throat> And I, from the, since I signed up, I told myself, I'm like, I just want to do, you know, another marathon to have some, another marathon under my belt. You know, it's on my birthday, kind of like to celebrate all that stuff. Cause my very first race was a half marathon to celebrate my birthday. Cause I think I had been running for a year and a half by then. And I was like, I want to do a half marathon. And then like, you know, it was like, it was so, it was amazing. So I was like, you know, like I like running, I like races. So like, why not, you know, celebrate my birthday with a marathon? So I, I, all along, whenever like I was like nervous, it's like, I won't be able to perform as, as well as, as good as I would have wanted to, all that stuff. And I would always tell myself and have to be like, hey, you're doing it for fun. You're not, you haven't, you're not training with the purpose of setting a personal best like you just you know like because I know I could have done a lot better in the first marathon if I would have changed or done my race plan differently because I've made the mistake of starting too fast and then I 
slowed down in the second half. Whereas in this one, in like in pretty much every race that I do from now on, I want to start slower and then progressively pick up the pace. Where and then like I get I I obviously I, I leave it all out there, but I'm not like struggling to finish it or something like that obviously there are some races that are gonna be like i'm struggling to finish it because like not every i won't be i know i have to know that i have to sorry i have to learn that i won't be able to control every single thing or every single race every single run you know which is you can apply that to life and you know you have to learn to adapt and manage your effort where you're gonna put all your effort in know that the only thing you can really control is your effort and your how much you're gonna put into it and then the outcome just you know whatever happens like you can't control the outcome you can just control the effort and you know a week before the well a month before the race I got really sick and I'm, I was really worried because I'm like the this is when like the long runs are supposed to happen and like I haven't been able to train my fueling or I haven't been able to train going the distance, all that stuff. Like I don't really care about time. I just want to know that I can do go the distance. And I'm like, yeah, I've done a marathon before, but that was seven, almost eight months ago. Like it, you know, like stuff happens. And like I know I'm a smarter runner now and I'm a stronger runner and everything, but I'm like, I still wanna feel somewhat like the reassurance that I can go the distance. And then um the closer it got to the race itself, I was more and more stressed and anxious because I'm like, I just, you know, like I'm going to have people there supporting me. Like I want to, you know, make sure that they didn't waste their time coming all the way here, all that stuff. And like, I kind of, I'm kind of glad that I met my girlfriend when I did, because she would, whenever I told her like, oh, I'm so anxious about the race. I'm so stressed about the race. She would always tell me like, Remember that you signed up to have fun. You didn't sign up to, you know, like set a personal best or, you know, like just race. You you signed up because you wanted to have fun because you enjoy running and you like running and, you know, you're passionate about running and you just want to celebrate. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But still, like, I want to do I want to do my best. Like, I want to leave it all out there and everything. So she kind of gave me like some calm and ease going into the race. And then once, you know, like it was time for the race, I don't think I really showed how anxious and nervous I was the day before. Um, but the morning of, I was very, very nervous because I'm like, okay, like I could even hear it in my voice. I was like talking very fast and like, like my, my, like I was, my voice was shaky and everything like. I'm like, okay, like, like I, I could feel myself like hyperventilating and I'm like, okay, I need to control myself. Like, okay, I know why I'm doing this, you know, like obviously like in my subconscious, I know that every time I sign up for a race, I want to, I'm going to strive for a PB, but it should be where like, I'm just going to strive to give it my all and leave it all out there in the course. Um, so you know, like I'm, I go to the starting line and like my friend, my two best friends and my girlfriend are there and I'm like, okay, like, you know, like I, I, like they give me all of like my gels and everything. And I'm like, okay, so I'll see you guys at like mile seven. Um, I think the next one was like mile 11 and then mile 13 or something like that. And then like the different mile markers that we're going to see each other at. And then um, the entire time I was just telling me, I'm like, okay, I was telling myself, I'm like, okay, you've done this before. Um, you're you enjoy the moment. And like before the race, I, I was, you know, huddled up with my friends and my girlfriend and I was like, should I go for the personal best? Like, should I try to break it? And they're like, yeah, but at the same time, like, don't be, don't beat yourself up if you don't do it. Like, you know, you've been, you've, you've been sick a whole month before the race and you're you know you're still recovering like you know you're not at your 100% so don't beat yourself up if you don't if you're not able to you know set up a new personal best and i'm like yeah i know i know like i'll like i i promise i won't like beat myself up if i don't make it but i'm like subconsciously i at least wanted to be able to do it under 4 hours 4 and a half hours 
Um, and that was like my goal. Like, obviously, my first goal was, okay, let's try to our best to replicate the first marathon, you know, the time. My second goal, if that's obviously because like, you know, I need to something that I've learned this past training camp is learning to adapt and change your goals depending on how things are going. Like, you know, like you got to know that some goals are unattainable. For example, <laughs> running in the Olympics, that's an unattainable goal. That's a dream, you know. Not, I'm not saying it's a dream of mine, but, you know, like that would be a, an unattainable goal or like it's not a realistic goal. Obviously, for uh, doing a four hour 15 marathon is an attainable goal because I've done it before. And I know that if the conditions would have been ideal and like if I would have been able to do the training and everything as I should have, I would have been able to more than likely set a new personal best and you know go under the 415 mark so you know if if for like for example i know i won't make it to 415 i'm like okay i'll go for 430 and if not then i'll go for five you know like that those were like my my marks that try and beat um but i and and if if it's not if it's not under five then the goal is to just finish because then that means that something really bad happened where I'm just like, OK, I, we, I, if, if it takes me over five hours, then I know in my head I'm like somehow, some way I'm going to crawl. If if need be, I'll crawl myself to the finish line, but I will finish this marathon. The only reason I won't finish it is if something doesn't allow me to keep running but as long as i can keep you know moving my feet one in front of the other i will finish this marathon no matter what happens and that was my mentality going into it so you know the the cannon goes off and then like we all start running and for the first seven miles i felt perfect i was going at a good pace where i knew i wasn't you know like going too fast. I felt comfortable. I felt, I knew I was going fast, but it was a comfortable fast where I know that if I go at at this, at this pace right now for the first half of the marathon, I can pick it up in the second half and then like finish, you know, like comfortable and strong and knowing that I left it all out there. And when I was training for the marathon, I bought a new pair of shoes and when I went to the store, they were telling me, like, they asked me, like, oh, like, do you have a race coming up? And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm I'm going to be doing the Quad Cities Marathon. And the the lady at the store is like, I've heard that's a very hilly course. Have you been practicing hills and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, not really. Like, where I live is very flat, but I might go to to where I, to Peoria, because um, I that I know there's some hills there, so like you know, like I know, and I know I have to do some. I just haven't had the time to do them. And she's like, yeah, like I've heard some friends that haven't been able to finish it because it's so hilly, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, at least it'll be practice for the Boston Marathon. And she's like, oh, like is that one of your goals? And I'm like, yeah, eventually, like I want to be able to qualify and you know run the marathon that one. Like you know, we were talking about running and stuff, so I knew that the marathon was going to be hilly but i underestimated how hilly the marathon was going to be because as soon as i hit the 7 mile mark and i saw my friends and i'm like hey i feel great i f- i feel like i'm going pretty good like i was going like 30 seconds was it 30 seconds yeah 30 seconds over my pers- i was going 30 seconds ahead of my average mile pace on the first marathon and I was I was feeling like I wasn't even giving it my all yet so like I was just feeling like I was going fast because I know it's like the fast from the shoes but the effort wasn't like I'm like you know doing too much or something like that and then after the seven mile mark we crossed the okay I know probably majority of you don't know where quad cities is quad cities is four cities 
hence the quad, uh, uh, right? Um, it's two cities in Illinois and two cities in Iowa. It's Moline and Rock Island in Illinois and Davenport and Bendorf in Iowa. So the race, I'm going to do the map. So I'm going to be looking here. So the race started here for, I'm like, as if you guys were looking at the map. So the race started here in Davenport and then we went up to Moline. No, sorry. It started in Moline and then we went up to Davenport and then we went here to Bettendorf and then we crossed another bridge to go to Rock Island and then we went to like a military island that's like right here and then we went back down to Moline and we crossed the Mississippi so the bridges were kind of big um so after the seven mile mark we crossed we started going up the bridge to cross to Davenport and I'm like okay this is the first hill I know how to tackle hills I'm like, it's up, it, like, you know, the hard thing is going up and like, you know, go slower on purpose because then you're going to pick, you're going to get back those strides that you went slower. You're going to pick them up in the downhill, you know, physics, right? And I kept telling myself, I was like, okay, like don't, right now, don't worry about the pace. Just worry, up, focus on going up and then you'll recover when you go down. The first bridge, perfect. They did like a breeze. I'm like, okay, I just got to keep this up. Once we're in Davenport, we, you know, go through like the area around the bridge and then we start going into the neighborhoods, like further into town. The first occur, the her first hill, I was like, okay, knocked it out of the park. We're, we're good. And then I think at that point between the seven mile mark and the nine mile mark or something like that, um, there was a like half mile long hill or it's just it's not one of those hills that it's like steep and short it's like long and like at an angle that you feel like those are the harder hills to do and i'm like jesus christ like this is gonna be hard and i'm like okay like i'm going slow and everything you know and then like i'm like okay there's just gonna be a downhill soon no it just kept going up and up and then Eventually, like, it started going down again, and then I think I saw my friends and my girlfriend at, like, the 11-mile mark, and then um, I was like, I, I think I'm go I'm doing good, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how I feel, and then um, after that, uh, after that, we started making our way to Bendorf, and that when okay so like Davenport and Bendorf it was like up and down but at one point it was just like kept going up and then like a little bit down and then up again so that those just that was the worst and then when we're in Bendorf that was like around like the 13 mile mark that's when it all went downhill because both of my legs cramped at this both of my quads cramped at the same time and I had never felt so much pain in my life. In my three years of running, I had never cramped up that bad. Where I was in, I, I literally screamed to the top of my lungs. I'm like, ah, and I'm like, I just grabbed both of my quads and I'm like, oh, it felt like, I don't even know how to replicate that pain. It was so bad. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It felt like, like people, they were they were stabbing me on my legs, and also like shooting at me with uh, BB guns. It just and that's how it felt. It it was so bad, and I was like, oh my god. And then like I would like 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 kind of like stretch a little bit, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't even know how. Like I started panicking. I'm like, I don't even know how to how to like you know like like stretch out a. a um, a cramp or something, and then I'm like, okay, okay, like we gotta figure this out. We're we're no, no I haven't even reached the the 13 mile mark. Like, come on, like it, it's too soon for this. Like, and I started panicking, and I'm like, and then like I lost my breathing and everything, and I'm like, okay, Javi, 
deep breaths, okay? I started analyzing everything, why it's happening, and I'm like, okay, it's because of all the uphills you've done. Suck it up, keep going. So, like, you know, like, I would, like, walk it off a little bit and then, like, start running again. And then I'm like, okay, like, just take it slow, take it slow. It's okay. Don't worry about the pace. Focus on not being in pain. And then, like, a few meters after afterwards, my calves start cramping up and I'm like oh but like those were like okay so I just like stopped and I'm like okay just don't do anything just it's okay and then like they went away and then I started running again and then like you I could feel like my leg like shaking my quads and then then I'm like oh and it was like so I like had to like start walking and stuff and then uh I saw my friends and my girlfriend like halfway through the 30 mile mark and then halfway through the 13th mile and a little bit before the end of the 14th mile, before starting the 14th mile. And I was telling them, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Both of my legs cramped up and I still have a long way to go. Like it's, it's only halfway. Like I don't know if I'll be able to do this. And I was visibly upset. And I actually didn't ask them if like I looked upset, but I like my voice, like I could hear, I was like, I was like, I was pissed at myself. And, um, like my my girlfriend ran a few a few meters with me, and I was like, hey, like it's okay, like I, I got it from here. And I was like, she's like, no, I, like and she kept running and stuff. And I'm like, hey, like I'll be fine, like just go, you know, go back with my friends and everything. And then um, we so like I kept going and like for I want to say easily like well for the rest of the race, almost three hours, I was like, I would take, I would go for like a few yards and then both of my quads would cramp up. And then, um, I would have to like walk a little bit and then walk. And then like, once I felt like they were like cooled off, then, you know, like I would start running again, but it wasn't even like real running. It was like jogging. Like, I think like my pace was like, went from like with the cramps it went from like a 10 30 pace to like 11 to 12 and then my walking pace was like 17 minutes a mile and like the entire time I was like I didn't even have music playing because I was just like so focused and trying to not feel the pain and just like not cramping up and like I got so frustrated like I started like my eyes started to get watery because of, like, the frustration. And, like, normally if I cry, it's out of frustration. I rarely cry because I'm sad. And it was, like, crying out of frustration and pain. And when we crossed the set, crossing the second bridge was hard. That was, that was very, very hard because it was just, like, so long and it felt forever. And I, like, walked the entire up going crossing the bridge like to start crossing the bridge I walked all of that up and I'm like okay like I'm not even gonna try running this I'm just gonna walk it up and then like once we were at the bridge like I started running a little bit and then we went down and I was like okay we're in the fourth city now (sighs) we're almost there we just have a quarter left and then and then Rock Island the military island that was up until then, it had been a physical battle. Once we went into the military island, that was a mental battle because I had never been tested mentally so much in my life to the point where it was like pretty much after the cramp, after I started cramping up, it was a mental battle. But being in that island was the hardest thing I had ever done because the only people that were on the sidelines on the on the sorry on the sidewalks were the aid stations and the aid stations stopped being like you could feel that they stopped becoming every like prev very prevalent where it's like like it would be like randomly they'll show up and stuff so <clears throat> it was like it felt like forever when i would see people and i just kept seeing like the clock go up and up but the distance, I felt like the distance, like I wasn't moving at all. And I was just like, I, I, 
like I kept telling myself I'm like I'm I, I gotta finish this like I'm not I like I won't be able to live with myself if I don't finish this marathon knowing that people came and support me and you know making the effort to see me at different mile marks and stuff and the entire time I'm like you've made it this far you can go you can go a little bit further come on like you know just like telling myself like I could do it and everything like I started thinking about who I was running for and like why I was running and everything like I've never done it really for myself I always try and do it for other people in the sense of like to motivate people and inspire people to do something that might seem unachievable and then like you prove yourself and other people wrong and then that just gives you motivation to keep doing bigger things and stuff and because I mean that's how I really started and then I started seeing how more and more people that I would talk about running they would start running and you know like how I've affected other people's lives and left an impact in their life Um, because that's the literally the only way you can leave a legacy behind is the impact that you leave on other people's lives and you know just telling myself all the time like okay we gotta finish like the only way we're not finishing this marathon is if I can no longer move my legs so I think we spent five miles no yeah four and a half miles in the military island and that was so hard it was, it felt forever, it felt like I was there for two hours, and I just wanted to be over, like, I'm, like, I kept, like, I would cross a mile marker, and I'm, like, okay, just four more miles, and then we're done, and then, like, I would run, it felt like forever, and then the next mile marker, I was, like, okay, three more miles, and, like, that, and then at one point, an old lady was, because in that island, there's some neighborhoods from, like, people that are part of the military, and an old lady comes, she's in her yard, and she's like, hey, do you need me to call someone, you know, are you okay, and everything, and I'm like, thank you so much, but I'm okay, like, I'll finish this, thank you, um, and I just kept running, well, walking, slash, jogging, slash, screaming in agony and pain, um, and the entire time I was just telling myself, I'm like, not every race is going to be a perfect race. Not every race is going to go the way you want it. Some races are going to be for setting personal bests and, you know, qualifying for marathons and stuff like that. Other races are going to be a mental challenge and other, you know, some races are going to be for learning. And that's how how I had to you know that's the way that I talked myself through the, pretty much through the last six miles and then once I reached the 26 mile mark I'm like okay final stretch and then we walked because so we crossed a bridge to get to the military island and then a bridge to get out of the military island and then we're in Moline and downtown Moline and I'm like okay we're here this is the final stretch as soon as I made it down to the street level I just like stopped walked a little bit and I'm like okay like we're just gonna run it forget about the pain forget about everything else we're just gonna run it leave it all on, leave it all on the pavement and everything will be okay and I just started running and then like I limping and like I have the video of like I have the video of me well, my friends recorded me running towards the finish line and I'm just like, like just trying to, at one point it wasn't even like running. I was just like moving my arms, trying to get some momentum going. I crossed the finish line and I just felt like relieved that I was done, but I was also very discouraged and like, because like my head went into very dark places and as soon as I crossed the half mile the half marathon marker my head went into the darkest places I had ever been to in a long time and it was a constant battle to try and get myself out of that out of thinking that badly about myself where I was like you're so weak 
this is what you get for trying to do things that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing and all that stuff. But like I had to fight myself out of that mental state because I'm like, no, like I I can't do this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the time. Right now we're just our goal is to finish this. I don't care if it takes me six hours. I don't care if it takes me seven hours. But I'm gonna finish this no matter what. And I look at the time and it says five hours and six minutes, and that was like another bl- another like just like low blow, I guess. And I was just like, I got the mer- the medal, and I'm like, and I just like went on my knees and like started crying a little bit because I was just so disappointed in myself because like I said every time I sign up for a race in my subconscious is wanting to you know well before everything that unfolded in quad cities in my subconscious it's always the setting a personal best in every race obviously that's not the case and it should be leaving it everything on the race and now that I look back on it, I can proudly say that I left it all in the race. And, you know, like, 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 I wasn't even playing music or anything. And, like, I could see people talking and everything. And, like, I just couldn't hear anything. I don't know if it was because I was so tired or what. But I just, like, felt like I was looking around and I just, like, couldn't hear anything. It was just, like, buzzing sounds. And then... Um, like, you know, that sound when you're just like, like you just hear a thing and then it's like, and you just like, hear like nothing. Well, yeah, you can't hear anything. That's, that's exactly what I felt. And then like, I just saw like my girlfriend and my friends like talking to me, but I couldn't hear them. And then, cause I, I, I don't know if I was so out of it or what, but then it was just like, like I was, I like, I was visibly, I could tell I was visibly sad and disappointed in myself. And like, I had a knot in my throat and like, they were trying to like, we're so proud of you. Like you did so good. And then like, I was just like, no, like I don't even deserve this medal. Like, no, it's like, and I feel bad for them because like, you know, like they made the effort to see me like, every so often to check in on me, and, like, you know, like, I didn't want to feel like they wasted their time and all that stuff, and then, um, like, one of my friends just said, like, hey, like, we're very proud of you, because, you know, you, you were sick for, like, the past month, and you were dealing with injuries, and, you know, like, you, even you said it, that you are not at your 100%, and you're, you, if anything, you're barely at your 70%, and like you know you you were able to finish it and you know 5 hours is not bad like you know you 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 limped you know you pretty much crawled yourself through the finish line and i was like you know like trying to put it into perspective and then like i'm honestly very thankful that they were there for me because i don't know what would have happened if i would have been by myself and that was the outcome of the race cuz I can I know for a fact that my head would have gone to a very negative place, but they be them being there just helped me forget about all pretty much the entire race and just like forget about it and like okay, it's just another race and then like all I uh, all I was trying to focus on is like what what did I learn in this race that I can apply to future races and future training plans and like how am I going to change my training you know, like, now whenever I see the medal, and this is what, I think this is the only medal that I actually have visibly for me to see whenever I go out of my house and stuff like that. And, like, I want the medal to for me to signify, like, okay, this Quad Cities is probably, without a doubt, the hardest race I've ever ran. So I want that to be, like, Every time I see it, it's like this reminder of like, hey, you were able to do this, you know, like finish it when both of your legs were cramping and like, you know, like you f- you weren't even at your 100% and yet you still managed, you forced yourself to the finish line and, you know, like remember everything from that race that you can change and apply 
moving forward to your life to running to whatever you want to achieve and um like i've been writing in my notes i haven't really journaled about the race yet but because i wanted to like you know digest everything and stuff but i've been writing on my phone it's just like how i like whenever i start thinking about the race like how i felt and like everything that i can learn from it and stuff and like what i can change in my training plan and everything and you know adapting and stuff and like i feel like this was like a wake-up call for me to tell me like hey not every race is going to be about setting personal bests some races are just going to be a race where you learn something you know like it's only a loss if you don't learn from it and I, as cliche as that sounds it's true because this race as much as i say that it was a, a waste of time or something like that it wasn't because i learned a lot about who i am as a person and you know like who what am i able to achieve when i set my mindset to something and i learned what i should do moving forward with running and how to you know tackle a training camp or how to adapt my training plans and all that stuff and it also you know i learned how thankful i am for my friends and my family um when I told my parents how it went. My dad, he sent me a very heartfelt message. And, like, I started tearing up because I'm, like, you know, like, it, in the moment I saw, like, the my performance in the race as something negative. But seeing how even though I feel like I performed negatively, it had a positive impact on other people's lives. And... I feel like it was also, I feel like in a way it was meant to happen that way. Um, like I know not everything is always going to be perfect or not everything is going to go the way that I want it to go, but it's all about, you know, adapting and learning and learning to go with whatever comes your way and, you know, just being able to go with it and not really let it bring you down. And just, like, seeing the impact that it had on my, I mean, my parents and my friends and everything, like, it really helped me feel a lot better about how I performed in the race. Because I feel like from the darkest times is when the best thing best things come from. Because, obviously, if I, if I would have been able to do a personal best, I would probably have been, like, like bragging about it like huh, yeah like i barely had any training and i you know i was able to do a 415 marathon under 415 like whatever like i'm so good and all that stuff but if anything this just brought my ego way way down and i'm very thankful for it and also like which is this is something that i had just learned in the past year because honestly um Kind of like this is on the topic of like my birthday and everything. This past year um, was very hard, you know, like obviously being an adult and still adapting to living by myself. But also like everything that transpired in 2023 was life changing. And I'm very thankful that my f to have the friends that I have now and. You know, I'm very thankful for my girlfriend. I'm very thankful for my family. I'm very thankful for the people that I have met and that are in my close circle because they're the reason why, you know, I'm, I am where I am today. Um, and, you know, they're the reason why I was able to finish the marathon. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, you know, like I always try to be thankful and like put things into perspective that there's some things that are big and uh, that are bigger than me and that was not a direct reference to Louis Tomlinson by the way but you know there's some things that are bigger than me and like there's really not much that I can do about it but other than know that I'm not alone in the stuff that I'm signed up to do even if people are not participating directly with me I know that I have the support I have a great support system and yeah it's just you know, it's in life. I in like with my friends and everything. The way that I see things, is like I'm as strong as the strongest member in my team, and sometimes I feel like I'm the weakest one in my team. So I feel like I it's up to me to you know 
get at their level. That way I can be a better version of myself or something like that. But yeah, and then, you know, like after the race, I was sore. Like I could barely bend down without cramping and like I could barely tie my shoes and stuff. And like I felt like I had tore a quad or something in my le- in my right leg because I was definitely compensating with my right leg since I'm right leg dominant. And then Monday and Tuesday, my ankle was really hurting. Wednesday, I was like, okay, like I have to, I have to. I, I wasn't even able to stretch out as much because like it was just so sore and I could barely move my legs. <clears throat> but on Wednesday, I was like, okay, like my ankle's really hurting and I should go get it checked to see if I don't have an ankle sprain or something like that. Um, and then I went to the to the PT yesterday and I explained to him everything. And he's like, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> um, and he just explained, like he was surprised that I was able to run 13 miles while cramping up so often. And then uh, he, like, checked my foot and my leg and to make sure that, you know, I didn't have any sprains or any tore ligaments or, you know, like I hadn't tore any muscles or anything like that. Or um, I didn't have any f- stress fractures on my foot or anything. And then he's like, do you feel this? And I'm like, no, it's just normal. Like, you know, like, and then, like, he checked for stress fractures and nothing and, like, ligaments like I could move my ankle without any pain or anything I'm like most of the pain that I feel is like whenever I'm walking for too long like my like I but like my ankle starts hurting and my foot starts hurting but I know that that's just because like it's just like muscle fatigue and he's like yeah no you it that's what it is like your your ankle is just you know that your feet are still recovering from pretty much exerting so much energy while you were cramping up and still trying to move And then he he had a picture of a foot on the back, and he explained how cramps work, how you know like your muscles tense, and then that that um, makes your ligaments tense, and then that's attached to your bones and stuff. And he's like, "I'm surprised that you went that far without with cramping up and stuff, and you didn't, and you don't have a single injury." Because you could have easily had a stress fracture. You could have easily sprained an ankle. You could have easily tore your quad or your Achilles or your calf or something. But your feet and your legs are fine. Like, they're just weak and tense because, you know, you're still recovering from the race. And I'm like, really? Mm. So I was, you know, and I kind of told him, like, how... Because he was the same PT that saw me when I got injured in February of this year. And he was like, and I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I feel like the stuff that you gave me last time, I was able to apply it. And that really helped me out during this training camp. And it kind of explained what I want to do with running now. Like that instead of because I go, I have three levels in my running. It's either intense moderate or easy and instead of going easy and then picking it up to intense when i'm in training camp i'll go moderate and then just like pick it up into intense for like a short amount of time before the marathon that way it's not that much of like a 180 into like my running when it's like leading up to a race and he's like no that if anything that's a smart that's smarter of you because the older you get and the more mileage you put on your legs, your ligaments and your muscles are going to start suffering more and more. But, you know, you're taking care of your body and everything. So, like, you should be fine. Just, you know, at, incorporate these exercises into your routine and stuff and, like, you know, start taking ice baths, especially after runs that you go over the hour. So, like, you know, six miles up or above and stuff like that and I'm like okay like you know I'll start doing that and stuff and then he's like he's like I'm still in shock that you just didn't get any injury you don't have any injuries and you're fine and you can walk fine and he's like just to be safe take until you you're pain free two to three days don't start running 
and when when you start running take it easy you know and if you have pain or discomfort just like give me a call and like i'll help you out and stuff like i can give you some stuff to do where you can come in and like you know if you want to do physical therapy or stuff and i'm like okay like thank you so much and then like as soon as i get to my car i'm like damn <laughs> call me forward because i'm built tough but <laughs> i know that was cringe but in the moment it was pretty funny and i laughed um but yeah i mean hearing it from the from an expert that i am built different ha, um it kind of like surprises me well I've, I've i've known i'm built different you know but the fact that i'm very thankful that i don't have any serious injuries and stuff um like now i feel like i can walk without any soreness on my legs and stuff because like and I'm thankful that where I work, I I walk a lot, so it's not like I've been just I've I've been just sitting down for a whole week. Like I've been walking around and stuff. So it is until now that I, like my legs are no longer sore and stuff. So now I'm gonna start you know going into the like <clears throat> starting doing mobility and stuff again and like progressively getting more and more active and stuff. Um, cause I was just I was. I was so tense and like sore that I was afraid that if I started stretching, I could pull something and then it could get worse. So I was just like, I'm just going to like, you know, take my time, chill for a little bit and then we'll pick it up once we feel good and stuff. And yeah, so that was a recap of Quad Cities. You know, here's the metal. It's actually like I, I like it because it's like obvious what the marathon was. It says it clear. Um and I purposely do have it in my living room so like whenever like I leave my house like I can see it um and I was checking to see if there were any photos of the race it's supposedly they're supposed to be released on the first of October so hopefully by the time this episode comes out I'll be able to see them and make a post on the race if not then <clears throat> if I don't have any I'll still make a post probably like on sunday so hopefully by the time this releases there will be an instagram post already so you know follow the, my socials at javi double underscore sierra follow the podcast at pretty decent pod follow the spotify you know pretty decent with javier sierra and follow the youtube channel pretty decent with javier sierra um but before i wrap it up i really do want to give thanks to my friends my girlfriend who, you know, went to the race with me and were at different mile markers and were supporting me throughout the entire five hours. And just, you know, they really mean a lot to me and they really made me put everything into perspective with what happened and see it in a different point of view. And, you know, I want to thank my family because they were supporting me from afar. And I also just... I want to thank the race because that race really showed me something new about myself that I didn't know I had in me and just helped me put everything into perspective with my life and, you know, running and everything. So, yeah, that was a recap of Quad Cities. Pretty eventful day for me. I'll definitely f never forget this race. And, you know, when I first finished it, I was like, screw that i'm not running this race again but now that i like you know like settled into it and like let the thoughts marinate and the event marinate and everything i'm like you know what like i'll do quad cities again i'll prove to myself that i can finish this race and do better than the first time and that's really all i can do but because you know life is about being better than the day before and trying and striving to be a better person, whether it be in running, whether it be in engineering, whether it be in baking, cooking, whatever you do in life, it's all about striving to be a better person and a better version of you. But anyway, uh, I hope you were able to learn something from, you know, my eventful marathon. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave a like review the podcast and yeah thank you so much for joining me for another episode now that stuff has dialed down a little bit 
I, I think I'll be able to do weekly episodes, so stay tuned for that, and yeah, hopefully I go back to running and making, because I want to make running content, I wasn't really able to do any running content while I was training, but I want to start doing that again, because I really do, did enjoy making the videos, but anyway, thank you so much for everything, and I'll catch you guys real soon with a new episode, this was pretty decent, my name is Javier Sierra, and I'm very honored to have been your host for this episode. Take care, guys, and I'll see you guys real soon. Peace.